told them that if you give us the space, you wouldn't have to pay for anything. We'd pay for the equipment, everything ourselves. We just need the space. So I got the thumbs up. So that was kind of the moment of like becoming an entrepreneur. But I didn't even know it at the time. I was just a guy trying to solve a problem, which was how do I create a boxing gym for kids in a community for free? Welcome to Find Your Mission. I'm actor and activist Melissa Fitzgerald. This podcast will bring you into the lives of United States veterans and guide you along on their journey from private citizen to service to entrepreneur. You'll learn from these men and women how they handled the trials and tribulations of service and how they applied those same lessons to new ventures when they left the military and tried their hands at business. I hope these journeys inspire you to push yourself further, believe in your goals, and maybe find your own mission. Thank you to our friends at WeWork, Veterans in Residence, a WeWork and Bunker Labs partnership. Veterans in Residence is a highly selective six-month startup incubator and leadership program. It provides veteran and military family member entrepreneurs the community business support, and workspace to help launch and grow their businesses. Find your tribe. Create your life's work. Learn more at we.co slash veterans. That is we.co slash veterans, or click on the link in the show notes. Also, thank you to our friends at Dell Small Business. One more hit in the right spot and this will all be over, Mike thought. This was the moment he had trained for. If he could land one final punch, Mike would be crowned national champion for the third time. Just a couple of years ago, Mike had never even been in a boxing ring. And now he was on the verge of being a three-time national champion. On the other side of the championship celebration was graduation and deployment. Then, much later, a call to a different kind of front line for a community in need. But before all of that, Mike was just a kid in a single-parent household in College Station, Texas. He didn't consider himself tough or gritty, and he really had no idea what he was going to do with his life. That all changed when an older friend of Mike's decided to join the military after graduation. Seeing that as an option for the very first time, Mike made a decision then and there. When he graduated from high school, he'd go to the Naval Academy and then into the Marines. To Mike, this plan made perfect sense. To everyone else, Joining the military at this particular time was a fool's errand. Mike didn't let the doubters faze him. Instead, he worked harder to meet the extremely high standards of acceptance to the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. I've always, you know, kind of like you mentioned, was, you know, always going towards a challenge. And the thing that really stuck out to me about the Marine Corps was the opportunity to, like, really lead men, right? So, you know, back when I was going into military, I thought, I looked at the military like the guys kicking in the door, right? I didn't look at it like, oh, I'm gonna go get this skill and then come out into the civilian world and be able to use this skill. I didn't care about all that. I wanted, you know, 
I looked at like Black Hawk Down. I watched all those movies. I read the books and I wanted to lead men in like hard situations to find out about myself. At the Academy, it is required that everyone participate in a sport. A friend encouraged him to give boxing a try. And from the second Mike stepped into the ring, it was love at first glove. Mike learned quickly that in the ring, there's no shoulda, coulda, or woulda. There's only you, the training you put in, and the opponent standing in front of you waiting to knock you out. The adrenaline is intense, and the pressure to win can be too much for some people. But Mike isn't like most people. Having the right mindset is a lesson he had learned long ago when he first set his sights on the academy. He had to have the mindset of already being a member of the fleet. And so when he wanted to become a national champion, he trained with the mind of a national champion. What would a national champion do? Mike would ask himself. The answer almost always was to train harder, to train differently, and to do more. In Mike's case, that meant stepping away from the world-class gym and expert coaches. Mike went to where he knew that people fighting were doing it because they had to, because they had nothing to lose and had a livelihood to protect. In rundown boxing gyms in low-income neighborhoods in and around Baltimore and Annapolis, Mike found street fighters who pushed him to his limit. There, Mike learned what true grit was. He saw the anguish on the faces of the youth in these dilapidated rings and the need to get away from whatever was troubling them outside of these ropes. I won my national championships from going out to these local inner city gyms and sparring with kids in these gyms. And what I realized, the young men and women that I train alongside with in these inner city gyms in Baltimore, DC, Brooklyn, their life aspirations were a lot different than my teammates and I from the Naval Academy, as well as all the military academies just in general, you know, because at the end of the day, we box, but we know we're gonna go off and be officers in the military. And after that, we're gonna get out, we're gonna start businesses, we're gonna go to law school, we're gonna get our MBAs, and we're gonna, you know, for the most part, live successful lives. But inside the inner city boxing gym, kids are like in the gym or they're in the streets. You know, they're either gonna go pro or they're going back to the streets. And I'm like, this model's broken. The ring was where these kids let out frustration, but it was also where they felt safe. Sure, these fights and this training helped Mike become the national champion he always wanted to be, but they did so much more. These gyms and these people inspired Mike in a way he'd never been inspired before. He knew what he wanted to do, but first, he had some unfinished business to attend to. For a boxing champion and a Naval Academy graduate, Mike found that he actually lacked confidence after deploying with the Marines. He wasn't comfortable in his own skin. He recoiled from his troops, believing that an effective leader must remain separate from his men. He was the bad guy making decisions for his troops that were not always popular. It was lonely, and he made mistakes on his first deployment. 
But when the second deployment came around, Mike changed his mindset. What he thought a successful leader looked like was clearly wrong. So he leaned into being open and positive. He could be a different kind of leader, one his men could turn to, lean on, and learn from. Mike liked being this kind of leader. He enjoyed having an impact on his squadron, and he knew once this deployment was over that he was going to find a way to have an even bigger impact doing what he loved to do the most. When he left the service, Mike went to Newark, New Jersey with an idea and little else. Now that idea is a reality called Iron Bound Boxing, a free boxing gym where inner city youth can go to feel safe and learn life skills. But boxing is like, it's gritty, it's street, right? There's a huge boxing culture in Newark. It's been there for years, but people don't know about it because to be quite frank, a lot of kids can't stay out of the street. So, you know, there'll be these world-class boxers that have all the potential in the world, then they get killed drug dealing, right? Or they get arrested and they go to prison, right? So you gotta have pathways to keep them engaged throughout. And so that's what we're, you know, we're really building. So, you know, all the stuff I'm doing outside of the ring is to show them a pathway of like, hey, you have, this is, you're capable of this stuff. Today, Ironbound is transforming the lives of Newark youth and transforming Mike into a world-class entrepreneur. But we'll let Mike tell you the rest of that story. Coming up, an interview with Mike Stedman, founder and CEO of Ironbound Boxing. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers, servers, storage, networking, plus thousands of top brand electronics, accessories, and software. It's how they help your small business make the most of every single minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 877-BY-DELL. That's 877-BY-DELL. Welcome to Find Your Mission. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. Mike, super happy to be sitting down with you today. What's going on? What's going on? How's it going? You know, it's a great day and I'm really excited to have you on the show. So far, our audience has heard your story and your background. You've hung up the boxing gloves, taken off the boots. Um, So what's next for you after that? What made you want to pursue entrepreneurship and start something like Ironbound Boxing? It's funny because it goes back to my time, you know, at the Naval Academy. It goes back to my time growing up in Texas, you know. I'm super blessed to go to one of the best schools in the country. And then, you know, while at school, gravitating to a sport like boxing, you know, winning three national championships and just being able to do that. And boxing actually, quite frankly, helped me get through the Naval Academy. And so for me, there's always been this feeling of give back. And I'm very passionate about helping, you know, my community, primarily communities of color, um, you know, uplift themselves and helping young men that grew up in situations like I did where there wasn't a male figure around. I want them to be successful as well. And so, you know, when I was boxing at the Naval Academy, you know, I like to joke, you don't win three national championships boxing a bunch of midshipmen. Yeah, you know, because I box at one of the best schools in the country and I, I'm doing all right. 
So early on, I was like, I want to make sure I have some kind of place to way to give back to the community, to inner city communities, the Navy, the Naval Academy's version of the boxing and the West Points and Air Forces were like, you know, we are really, you know, upstanding. I like to think we're, you know, upstanding individuals really care about our community and boxing has done so much for us. Like it's helped us out. It hasn't held us back. And I want to bring that kind of boxing to urban communities where look, just because you don't go pro in, in boxing doesn't mean you can't go pro professionally. You know, similar to boxing where you have to take that fear and that first step into the ring. Entrepreneurship is kind of the same, right? I mean, you know, where you can do all you want, but until you make that leap, until you jump and, and you know, kind of get hit in the mouth for the first time, create the LLC, get your domain, um, take all those steps, start talking to customers, then you know you're really in it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's very action oriented. And a lot of people don't realize that they want to sit and make plans and talk about their plans all day. And I'm just the opposite. I'm like, okay, basic plan. What's the first action I need to do? Cool. Let's register the LLC. Yeah. So what was that process like starting the, starting the business? Did you, were you all of a sudden one day, like I'm doing this? No, I think it was in my heart. Right. So as I started approaching my time of leaving the military, you know, what's next, Right. And you, you, you know, officers, you know how it is. You go to grad school. Do you go jump into a role? And I was like, man, I really want to coach boxing. And so, you know, I had a good friend of mine was like, yo, sometimes, Mike, you got to just burn the ships. Right. So I cut my grad school stuff and I was like, I'm just going to move to Newark. I'm going to get a boxing program going. And I took that leap, left the military, uh, came here, took a job at a local uh, high school running the residence hall that would allow me to coach boxing for the school and uh, started training kids out in town at at uh, local gyms. The first gym, you know, I had to pay for them to train there. And so, you know, I had the kids meet me at school and I drive them to the gym. And then I realized, hey, this is probably just not a good model, right? Cause I'm gonna go, I can't train as many kids and I would probably go broke. But luckily the city of Newark opened up a boxing academy that was free to Newark residents. And so I started training, you know, my group of kids over there had them meet me at the gym. I would drive them in my car and we would train and we had a little boxing team. But then, you know, the distance to the gym was starting to become an issue, particularly as the program started to grow because I would have more and more kids want to box, but I could only fit those in my car. So I approached the city of Newark about uh, starting another boxing gym and I asked them if they had an empty space in the city, could I outfit it as a boxing academy? You know, put your money where your route is. I talked all these years about doing my own gym and moving to the inner city and getting this program going. And then bam, Mike, here's your gym. Now what? That's got to be a crazy moment. Yeah, it was surreal. It was it was a lot of pressure, too, because going back to that, you know, you talked about it before. of Like, OK, you're in this new environment. Like I had talked the game. I had trained, but I never really built a gym from the ground up. Right. I never put a gym together. Hadn't hung the bags, hadn't done all that stuff myself. So it was new territory for me. What was the first business punch in the mouth that you had to deal with that you didn't expect? The first one, I think it was people pushing against it, right? So, you know, learning to push with that through uncertainty. So I'll give you an example, right? I got the thumbs up for the gym. We're doing this. Um, it's happening. But behind the scenes, I'm hearing whispers about like, hey, this isn't happening. This isn't starting. You know, this season's not going to let it let it uh, happen or people are going to try to stop it from happening. But, you know, I'd already started the, the process on certain projects, you know, like I'd already got a ring, you know, I'd already got the equipment. And so that stuff was in transit. Like it was going to hit on April, on August 8th. And up until the time that the equipment got there, I didn't even, I wasn't even sure if the 
if that would be the location of the actual gym, to be honest. But I, you know, pushed anyway. And it's been a constant thing of doing that, you know, kind of, I don't want to say forcing people's hand, but forcing action. What was the first moment where you knew that you were on the right track? I would say the launching of it, you know, when, uh, when we finally, you know, opened the gym. Cause I, you know, from the time we got the ring up, oh, I was already in there training kids. You know, me and my partners were in there working with kids. But once we had our opening, it was, uh, we got the gym, the space for the gym, October, 2016, opened it February of 2017. And, you know, doing that, I was just like, yo, we, we made it happen. Like this was the process of it. The, I'll tell you the hard part though, was like, okay, I built this free gym for the, the community, you know, let's get it going. But then it's like, after the hype of the grand opening, you know, where are all the kids at? And it was just like, it's like anything else. Like you gotta just be consistent and open it on a daily basis, four o'clock. So I started to just drive that and it just started to grow. What is one of the anecdotes or stories that you have about a specific kid or person that helps you realize the type of impact that you're having? You know, something that you were able to take and go to other people to say, hey, we're doing something that makes a difference. We are making a positive change in these young people's lives. Yeah. So one day I was in the gym and, uh, you know, I've got this group of kids I train with. They come on a daily basis, whatever. And then one day I'm, I'm there and uh, one of the boxers comes in and he's like, I'm like on the speed bag. I was hanging up something. I was doing something. And I'll never forget the boxer comes up to me and he's like, hey, coach, uh, you got any granola bars or something on you? And, you know, I was like, hey, man, sorry, I, I don't. But uh, let me check my wallet, see, you know, maybe I'll give you some cash or go up front and grab something. But because I'm around kids so much and I'm in that environment in Newark, you know, my spidey sense will kind of go off about certain things. So once he made that comment, I was like, hey, man, did you eat today? He's like, no. I was like, did you, you didn't have anything for lunch or breakfast? He's like, no. And I was like, what about last night? You know, nothing. And it turned out that this kid had pretty much been homeless. Uh, him and his parents had, his mom had got evicted from their house. And so they had just been sleeping out in the streets. Like he didn't have any food, didn't have any place to stay and stuff. And, you know, that's what Iron Bounds is like for, right? It's like that haven, you know, it's like you're at your lowest of lows, but you know, you come to this boxing gym and you're there with people that actually care about you. And, you know, through the relationships I built with the school I was working at, and, you know, my partner, um, Gary, who I started the academy with, you know, we were able to basically get this kid into the high school that I was working at and live on campus uh, tuition free. You know, the first three weeks he was sleeping on my partner's couch, you know, and we're buying yeah. him food and taking care of him like that. And, you know, now this young man is going to college. He's getting ready to start college here in the fall. So, I mean, those are the stories of like why we exist. And it's been a process for him. But that's, you know, we want to help you know, kids like that, because if you don't have a strong network of support, then who's going to help you? Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things that's so exciting about what you're doing is that if you can engage with folks when they're at a young age and give them that thing that they don't have at home and give them that, you know, sense of purpose, that community, that focus at a young age, and you can connect them to the business world and you have you know, a rotating group of executives and, and customers that you work with, you now have, you know, a two-sided marketplace. You have talent that's doesn't know what it wants to be when it grows up uh, or doesn't know how to be that. And you have potential people that could hire those folks. Do you kind of look at, you know, ways to build that ironbound community so that you have both sides of the market 
and you can down the road figure out, oh, hey, you know, this person's been training with us for five years. They're a great kid. They just need a shot. Let's get them into a incubator. Let's get them into a, you know, coding boot camp or whatever it is to make sure that they can, you know, take the next step in their development. Absolutely. And the thing that we're doing now is that's why, you know, I'm behind the scenes, it can seem a little bit scattered, but there's like a method to the madness, right? Yeah. Like I want Ironbound to be a arm to employ the kids we serve. So whether it's through content creation, boom, once they're, you know, mature enough and capable enough, we can employ them in that. Whether it's the corporate box and they go do that, you know, and who knows, maybe we have that rock star that goes to college and does marketing, whatever. Now he comes back on the consultant arm of it. So really, we're, that's why it's unlimited, right? You're building this ecosystem of programs and services to support urban communities, but all built around boxing because the reason I like it is because boxing is very authentic to the people we're serving. It's one thing when you come into like Newark and they're like, hey, I'm going to do a lacrosse camp or something. Nothing wrong with lacrosse, but like for the community, right? That's, that's so foreign to them. And most of these kids just want someone to care. Yeah. You know, they just need a mentor. They need somebody that they can text at one o'clock in the morning, venting about life or whatever, you know, just, or they're anxious about boxing, they're excited. They need somebody they can share that excitement with, you know, they just need someone there for them. You know, one of those communities that's been super supportive of you and a part of your journey here is the Veteran and Residence Program. Can you share like how you got connected um, with WeWork and what that program has done for you? You know, I went to a Barker Labs event here in New York City. I was invited to pitch Ironbound Boxing. This is way back on the early phase where it was just a not solely a nonprofit, right? And I pitched at this event. And it just so happened it was like Veterans Day 2017, I think. And I believe the program was just getting revealed. So it was the day that they revealed the veteran residents nationally and they saw me pitch. And Bunker Labs leadership approach was like, hey, we got this great program we're launching. Uh, would you be interested in being a part of it as like a leader, you know, really helping us, you know, manage the New York City chapter? And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing that was really, really helpful for me, and it kind of goes back to like the military we talked about, how being an officer can be very lonely, right? It can be extremely lonely. And, you know, to be in an environment where there's all these veteran entrepreneurs that I can lean on, that I can call and I can talk to about some of the challenges I'm stuff uh, I'm struggling with. It was just really, really impactful for me. And then people find out about what you're doing and connecting you with other people. And then they're connecting you with other people. So you just build out this strong community of really veteran entrepreneurs uplifting each other. And I think for me, that was a big game changer in terms of support because the veteran community has just been so amazingly supportive of what we're doing. And especially with WeWork, you know, helping out as well by giving us free co-working space. It's just giving more visibility to the brand and the mission. One of the things that, you know, really is such a strong takeaway for me from your story is that you have to remove barriers of entry to your customers. I mean, you are talking about kids who have so many different competing priorities um, and so much turmoil and if you make the gym cost $5 a day, they're not coming. If you make the gym not be a place where they can text you at 1 a.m., they're not coming or they're not staying. And it just feels like every single thing you do, you put yourself in the shoes of your customers, of those kids to figure out what 
would be the path of least resistance to get them in the door, to keep them in the door and to keep them engaged. Is that fair? You couldn't have put it better. And I think you like you framing it like that is so I mean, I'm going to use it because that's what it is. And people don't understand. They're like, oh, you should charge them. You know, there needs to be buy in. No, no, no. You don't understand for a kid whose parents, your parents don't have a car, so they can't drop them off at the gym. Right. So he's going to have to ride the bus 45 minutes to an hour just to get there. Right. For a kid like that, if he shows up at your gym, right, that's his buy in because he doesn't have to be there. No one's tying, you know, no one's forcing him to be there. Right. He does it on his own or on her own. And that's, you know, that's all we ask for. That's it. You know, if you show up, we'll show up. All right, Mike, this has been awesome. You're the man. We're so excited to, to follow along. Just happy, you know, you found your mission and uh, and that you're executing violently, my man. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I just, I mean, I just, for all those that are listening, you know, the big thing I want them to understand about being an entrepreneur is you just have to be very action oriented. You can't just sit there and plan and analysis by paralysis. You know, just start doing stuff, you know, bring the vision to life because nothing is going to happen unless you make it happen. And everyone's making it up. It's like the Wizard of Oz, right? Like you see, you know, the Oz and all that kind of stuff. Then you look behind the curtain and this one guy pulling multiple strings. Well, that's me right now. And that's my team. And I think there's a lot of other people out there, but a lot of people don't realize that. So they're just so scared to take the first leap. So just get out there and just make it happen. Get in the ring. That's it. Thanks, brother. Thank you again to WeWork. Veterans and Residence is a partnership of WeWork and Bunker Labs. Veterans and Residence is a six-month startup incubator and leadership program that provides veteran and military family members the community, business support, and a workspace to help launch and grow their businesses. To learn more about WeWork and the Veterans and Residence program, visit we.co slash veterans. That is we.co slash veterans. Find your tribe create your life's work. Learn more at we.co slash veterans. This podcast was created by the team at Mission. If you want to hear more from Mission, be sure to check out mission.org. There's nothing small about your business. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors are ready to give you trusted advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel Core processors. Call 877 by dell to speak to an advisor today.